welcome to the Hot Tip Bets Daily Show. Today, I am going to be filling out my 2021 March Madness bracket, going region to region, breaking down every game of the tournament, I'm telling you kind of what I like. We'll get a little bit more of a, a betting preview here later in the week, but we'll worry about filling out the bracket now. So let's just hop right into it, starting off in the West region. So starting off round one here in the West, we start up top with Gonzaga taking on the winner of Norfolk State and App State. Um, and as you can see on the bracket over to the left there, I do like App State to win that playing game. Um, not that it really matters <laughs> in any brackets. Most brackets, you don't have to pick the playing game winners anyway. Um, but as far as Gonzaga goes in this game, it should just be a pretty easy win for Gonzaga. I don't see any trouble. There is... Um, you know, some of the 15, 16 seeds, sometimes, you know, you can maybe say, oh, that might give, cause them a little trouble, but honestly, both these teams, um, just are nowhere near the level of that Gonzaga is. So, um, pretty easy pencil in there for Gonzaga. The second game though, um, in Gonzaga's eventual opponent, we got the number eight Oklahoma taking on number nine, Missouri. Now, this is a game that <laughs> feels like it would have been a very good game had this game happened like a month ago. You know, both these teams have not had the greatest like past month of games, um, both dropping some games. Oklahoma had a lot of close losses um, to finish their season off there. Um, and Missouri, you know, losses to Georgia, Ole Miss down the stretch just just wasn't a great finish. Um, but I really do think Oklahoma um, is going to have the slight edge here in this one. I think they're... Their losses are a little bit better. They were a little closer. They were to better competition. Missouri has just kind of struggled um, a lot more here as of late. So I like Oklahoma um, there at the eight. Um, and the next game we get down to here, we got the 12 taken on the five. Got UC Santa Barbara taken on Creighton. Um, and this is actually the first upset in my bracket. I love this UC Santa Barbara team here. Um, and I'm not super excited um, on Creighton by any means, you know, you see Santa Barbara only has one loss since New Year's Day and only four losses on the season um, for that. They kind of cruised through the Big West in the Big West tournament, um, blowing everyone out, winning every game in the Big West tournament um, by double digits. Creighton, on the other hand, coming off a loss in the Big East tournament. Um, and granted, while Creighton, you can make the argument Creighton's already lost their 12-5 matchup, you know, losing to Georgetown in the um, Big East tournament. This UC Santa Barbara team um, it's just really a good basketball cream. Um, and, you know, Creighton's not a bad team either, but I think UC Santa Barbara is the best 12 seed um, out of any of these, and I think they're the one that gets it done this year. So, like UC Santa Barbara here, um, and we continue with the upset into the next game um, with Ohio taking on Virginia. Number 13 Ohio um, comes into this one after victories over Toledo and Buffalo in the MAC tournament. Toledo's 9-1 in their last 10 games. They are on a heck of a run. They are probably like the hottest team in college basketball at this point. Um, and really the biggest thing I see here for Virginia um, is they're not going to be in Indy until Thursday. You know, Virginia with um, some COVID issues in the ACC tournament, um, delaying their travel a little bit there. So I think Virginia not having the time to prep um, and this Ohio team just being hot, you know, Virginia's really struggled um, in some games here lately to close out the season. They haven't just been that defensive powerhouse that they once were. Um, you know, I think they're up to 30-something Ken Palm um, on defense. So, um, like Ohio to get the upset there, setting up the 12-13 uh, matchup for the second round. But before we get to that, let's finish out this first round here. Next game we got, we got USC taking on the winner of Drake and Wichita State. And if you see on the bracket there, um, I do like Wichita State. And if you've been watching the show for a while, you might be a little bit surprised there because I was a huge fan of Drake early in the season. And they do get him um, back, it sounds like, for 
um, for the playing game. But I, I just don't, I just can't trust this Drake team. You know, this is a, <laughs> this is a matchup between um, a former Missouri Valley team and obviously a current Missouri Valley team in Drake. But um, I, I just think Wichita State gets this one done. Um, I think they can, I think they can beat out Drake, but I don't think Wichita State, um, continues that success into the first round. I think they lose here to USC. Um, USC, you know, while they did lose to Colorado in the Pac-12 tournament, um, and, and they didn't finish off the season great going three and three in the Pac-12, this Wichita State team just, it's just, it's so spotty. It's hard to know when they're going to be good and when they're going to be bad. You know, one day they're beating Houston. Um, the next day they lose to Cincinnati and barely sneak their way into the tournament. I'm honestly, Kind of surprised this Wichita State team got in there. It, it just feels like it. It feels like they just shouldn't be here, to be quite honest. And I, I really like USC um, over Wichita State there. Um, the next game we got, we got number three Kansas taking on Eastern Washington. And this Kansas game um, is a lot like the Virginia one we just talked about. It's hard to know exactly what this Kansas team is going to be looking like. Um, it, it sounds like a few players are at least are not going to be making the trip initially. Um, but even with that, Kansas has played pretty good, um, before their, um, before, before their, you know, COVID thing here, um, Kansas eight and one in their last nine games, um, with that big win over Baylor a few weeks ago. Um, and I really, while I do like this Eastern Washington team, this Eastern Washington team, um, played pretty well throughout the season. I think that Bill Self's coaching, is really the key to this game, you know, experience, we, if we know anything from, you know, past tournaments, um, while KU does have some, some questionable early access to, you know, VCU, um, and stuff like that, the coaching just is such a big thing in these tournament games, and I, th I think that Bill Self effect is going to be, um, top of this one, so, like Kansas to go on there, um, finally moving down to these last two games, we got Oregon taking on VCU. Um, Oregon did win the Pac-12 regular season this year, and Oregon does a great job um, shooting the ball from beyond the arc. VCU, not so much um, in that regard. Um, and Oregon has just been on quite a hot streak as of late. Well, they did lose in the Pac-12 tournament. They are 11-2 and um, in their last 13 games. Um, and this VCU team... Um, just isn't a great team or isn't, I mean, they're a, a good team. Don't get me wrong, but they're not, they're just not as good. They're just not as good as some teams, you know, um, losing the 18 tournament to St. Bonaventure, which St. Bonaventure is a very good team, but, um, I just really like this Oregon team. I think Oregon, um, gets this one out victorious. And finally, the last game here, wrapping it up with Iowa taking on Grand Canyon. Now I'm not going to lie. I, I really wanted to upset this one. <laughs> I definitely went into this bracket really wanting to take a 15 over a two. And if I was going to do any of them, it was going to be this one. Cause I just, I just have not been an Iowa fan all year. Iowa just struggles to win, win the important games. It seems like, um, and this Grand Canyon team going to be honest. I don't know. I maybe watched one Grand Canyon game this season. Um, really all I know about Grand Canyon, um, is the best fan base in college basketball, I would say hands down, but, um, yeah, no upset here. We will be taking Iowa into the second round. All right, moving on to the second round of the West. Um, first game we got, we got Gonzaga taking on Oklahoma. Um, and there's really not a whole lot to honestly say about this game. These are just two teams that have kind of just getting going in complete opposite directions. You know, Gonzaga got hot and has stayed hot all season, obviously coming into this one undefeated. Um, Oklahoma, on the other hand, well, they had a pretty decent start to um, conference play. Um, we're ranked there for a while. They just kind of fell off 
um, a little bit here at the end of the season. They have not been nearly as good. Um, and with Gonzaga's explosive offense, I think Oklahoma really struggles in this game. And Gonzaga has absolutely no trouble winning this one. I would expect a double-digit win here from Gonzaga. Um, but the next game we got, we got a pretty interesting one. Got a 12-13 matchup, which um, we did see in the last tournament between Oregon and UC Irvine. So um, I am hoping this one comes true, that's for sure. But we got um, number 13, Ohio, taking on UC Santa Barbara. Now, I really like UC Santa Barbara um, to come out of this game. Um, Ohio's defense just isn't the greatest. And, um, and while UC Santa Barbara, um, you know, Ohio has the advantage on offense, and Ohio's defense is kind of atrocious. UC Santa Barbara, on the hand, is more middle of the road in both. But I think that defense um, going to get up against Ohio's offense will do just fine. I really think um, Ohio's going to have a massive struggle trying to stop this UT Santa Barbara team, um, you know, I, I would give the slight edge here to UC Santa Barbara. So UC Santa Barbara um, over Ohio there. Um, the next game moving down, we got Kansas taken on USC. Um, Kansas, um, they, they've they been hot um, while UCS, or USC has been kind of struggling. You know, they just kind of, again, two teams going in opposite directions. USC um, were at the top of the Pac-12 there for a while and then just kind of started struggling, not really doing much. Um, Kansas, on the other hand, really hot in the big 12 and a big 12 that is super competitive um and, and you know kansas assuming that they stay healthy assuming that they have a full team um for this game i do really like kansas here to beat usc um the final game for the west in round two we got oregon taking on iowa um both these teams were eliminated from their conference um, um championships um tournament yeah champion they <laughs> let me start that door both these teams were eliminated from the commerce tournaments by the eventual champion um oregon losing to oregon state and iowa losing to illinois obviously um but i mean honestly that doesn't mean a whole lot iowa has really has really struggled against good competition this year and i think this oregon team you know coming off their pac-12 championship um it's just straight out a really good team i think this oregon team is one of the best in the pac-12 maybe not the best in the Pac-12. We'll get to that a little bit later, <laughs> but um, I, I do I do like this Oregon team. So I think Oregon um, takes care of Iowa here. Um, and Iowa, I I just knew just this Iowa team. I, I just never saw this Iowa team advancing to the second round. To be quite honest, and and here they are not advancing. So let's move on to the Sweet 16 out of the West. The first game we got in the Sweet 16, we got Gonzaga taking on UC Santa Barbara. And while I love this UC Santa Barbara team, they've played some great basketball, an absolutely just loaded team on offense. They just can't match up with this Gonzaga team. This Gonzaga team is just so good. They're just going to continue to roll the field. Um, and honestly, I feel kind of bad throwing UC Santa Barbara in here. Um, obviously, Creighton or Virginia would probably be a better competition to Gonzaga, but I honestly do think um, that this UC Santa Barbara team has the best shot out of any of the 12 seeds um, to make the Sweet 16, that's for sure. So... Um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, Gonzaga comes out victorious there. Um, the second game in the Sweet 16, we got Kansas taking on Oregon. Now, um, again on this Kansas team, very good on both sides of the basketball. Um, but they, they, with the roster questions, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, this kill the whole thing for this Kansas team um, is are they going to stay healthy? Um, and assuming that they do, I do think they take care of Oregon here. Um, and as much as it pains me to say, I mean, I'm not <laughs> not a huge fan of Kansas either. Um, I do think Kansas comes out victorious there um, and heads to the Elite Eight to take on Gonzaga. Now we did see these two teams. Um, play each other earlier in the season. Gonzaga with a pretty easy win in that game. Um, and while I think this game will probably be a little closer, honestly, this is probably going to be the first matchup of the tournament. 
Um, where Gonzaga sees a team that, it, you know, is probably going to put up single digits on them. It's probably only going to be a first single digit win for Gonzaga in the tournament, I would guess. Um, but I like Kansas. I, if Kansas wants to win this game, um, they're going to need to have to hit some threes. They're going to have to control the tempo of the game. Um, I just think that's really going to be a struggle against this Gonzaga team. So um, to close out the West, like Gonzaga to head to the Final Four from the West. All right, now moving right down the bracket, we go down to the East region. The first game we got here, um, we got Michigan taking on the winner of Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. Um, now, Texas Southern is probably the worst team in the tournament statistically. And while I don't know much about these Mount St. Mary's team or Texas Southern, um, I would take Mount St. Mary over them in that one. Um, and I see I messed that up on the graphic. But I would, <laughs> I would have uh, Mount St. Mary in that game. Um, but anyway, I think Michigan rules the winner of whoever that is um, pretty easily. So, like Michigan um, coming out of there. Um, the next game on the card, though, we got we got St. Bonaventure taking on LSU. LSU comes into this one. Um, they, you know, they, LSU has not been a great team on defense. Um, St. Bonaventure, on the other hand, has played very well on both sides of the basketball. Um, you know, in the A-10 championship, they looked really, really good against VCU. Um, and while LSU kept it very close against Bama um, in the SEC championship, I just don't think that this LSU defense has what it takes um, to to beat St. Bonaventure here. You know, the winner of this game is going to be the game. They're going to be the team that controls the tempo. Um, and I think St. Bonaventure um, has a much better shot at doing that. So like the nine seeded St. Bonaventure there, um, the second or not the second, I guess the third game <laughs> moving down the side here. We got the five-seeded Colorado taking on Georgetown. Um, now, the 12, you know, matchup is always a, a big upset. And, you know, Georgetown here is a team that you can definitely look at after winning the Big East Championship. But I honestly think this Colorado team is one of the best teams in the country. And they really are, and when it comes to free throw shooting, um, they're up there. You know, they're a top two or three team um, in the country for free throw shooting consistently over 80% this entire season. I mean, they do a really good job not turning the ball over. Um, while Georgetown, on the other hand, cannot say the same. They turn the ball over all the time, um, losing possessions left and right. Um, and Georgetown really relies on the three, um, which Colorado is doing a very good job defending this season. So I think Colorado um, shuts down this Georgetown team, and I think the Patrick Ewing run is over. Um, the next game we got here, we got number four, Florida State, taking on UNC Greensboro. Now, this UNC Greensboro team, I really wish there was a better team that would have came out of the SoCon, because I do not like this UNC Greensboro team at all. This UNC Greensboro team is just, they're one of the worst shooting teams from beyond the arc all season. You know, I've really been bet, I bet, I don't know how many times I bet against this UNC Greensboro team this season. Um, and, you know, they rely a lot on second chance points, you know, because they'll take that three, miss it, get the rebound and rely on that to, to score a lot of points. Um, on the contrast, though, Florida State, one of the best three point shooting teams in the uh, in the in the country. I think if Florida State is able to get any sort of lead here early in this one, it's basically over for this UNC Greensboro team. Um, and, you know, really what Florida State um, it just, it's all they got to do is out rebound UNC Greensboro because if UNC Greensboro doesn't have that chance to get those second chance opportunities, um, half of their game is, is, is all but disappeared. So like Florida State coming out of that one. Um, and the next game is actually the only playing team that I have winning. Um, so, well, obviously BYU, number six BYU, taking on the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. I got Michigan State beating UCLA. Um, again, I think this comes down a lot to coaching. Um, well, Tom Izzo and McCronin are both good coaches. You know, McCronin definitely has experience um, in postseason play before. 
But I think Tom Izzo is, is just that it factor. You know, the Tom Izzo in March <laughs> meme or whatever you want to call it um, is honestly just true. And in this circumstance, I think that uh, Tom Izzo um, plays a big factor in, in Michigan State getting that win. But moving on to the Michigan State-BYU game, um, Michigan State really just needs to limit the fouls against this BYU team. And I think they'll be in very good shape. Um, you know, if they win the rebound battle on top of that, it, it, I see almost no way that BYU can beat them at that point. Um, BYU does have the slightly better offense, I would say. Um, but if this Michigan State team is able to slow the game down um, and play it at the pace that they want to play it, I think they have no problem um, winning that game. The next game from the South, we got the three-seeded Texas taken on Abilene Christian. Now, this Texas team coming off their Big 12 tournament win, um, they have a significant edge on offense. This is a very, very good um, Texas team. You know, Abilene Christian, really, if they want to win this game, has got to score a lot of points. They got to make their threes. They got to win the turnover battle. Um, and, you know, while they have similar defenses, these teams, at least in terms of some of the stats, granted, the competition um, isn't quite up there for Abilene Christian, but they do Abilene Christian. If Abilene Christian has any chance of winning this game, they got to make points. Um, I honestly don't see any way of that happening. I like Texas here, um, to beat Abilene Christian pretty easily. Um, the next game we got moving down the side, got UConn taking on Maryland. Um, now Maryland is one of the worst rebounding teams in the country. Um, and UConn on the other hand, very good rebounding team, especially on offense, getting all sorts of second chance opportunities, um, and this UConn team also does a very, very good job shooting free throws. You know, they can they can hit shots from anywhere on the court um, on top of that. And this UConn team is honestly just a very hot team right now. Um, I think they, they probably roll over this Maryland team with relative ease. Um, the final game here out of the East in the first round, we got um, Alabama taking on Iona. Now, um, does that Iona have much of a shot here? No, not really. Um, Iona can't turn the ball over and they got to hit their free throws. And that is a maybe a way to that they can maybe stay in this game um you know obviously rick patino they got a national championship winning coach um a two-time national championship winning coach so they definitely have a chance um but this alabama team is very good coming off the sec championship so like alabama to take care of iona right there all right moving on to the second round in the east region we start off with number one michigan taking on number nine st bonaventure um now this was a game I'm not going to lie, I had St. Bonaventure penciled in here um, to knock off Michigan. Have not been a huge fan of this Michigan team. Um, you probably noticed I'm not a huge fan of most of the Big Ten teams this year. I think most of them are pretty fraudulent. But um, I really, upon second look, upon kind of revisiting this, I don't know that St. Bonaventure quite has the offensive firepower um, to keep up with this Michigan team. You know, if this Michigan team is able to hit their threes at any decent rate um, and is able to rebound the basketball decently, um, they really should have no problem taking care of St. Bonaventure here. But I do think this is going to be one of the better games for the weekend, even though it is a 1-9 um, a matchup there. The second game we got in the second round here, we got Colorado taking on Florida State. Um, now, Colorado um, is is honest, is one of my favorite teams. You know, Colorado does a great job not turning the ball over, um, doing a very, very good job holding on to the basketball. Um, and if they can win the turnover battle in this game, I think I have it. I think this game really comes down to whichever one of these teams um, can wins can win the turnover battle. Um, and if Florida State doesn't make stupid fouls, they can they can definitely be in it. Um, but if they get into foul trouble early, I think that definitely favors Colorado, who is a very good team. Um, shooting the free throw and and I think that's kind of how this game's gonna go um, and that's why I like Colorado here over Florida State 
Uh, the next game moving down here, we got Texas taking on Michigan State. Texas um, has done a very good job shooting the ball much better here than Michigan State. Michigan State, that's one of their biggest struggles on offense. This Michigan State team um, is just not up to par um, with, with some of these other teams here. And Michigan State, um, if they want any shot in this one, has got to do a good job um, on the turnover battle. They cannot be turning over or not could be committing stupid turnovers um, in this game. And I think Texas, uh, Texas and Shaka Smart here um, make pretty quick work of Michigan State and, and really have no trouble taking care of that game. And the final game here in the second round um, got Alabama taken on UConn. Um, now, Alabama is one of, if not the best offense or defensive team in the country. Um, and I think that both these teams you know, had good finishes of the season. Alabama, I would give them the slight edge here, though. Um, Alabama has just been so hot of as recent. They've just, this whole season uh, has just been, has been crazy good for Alabama. Um, and Alabama is just, has just shot the ball better this season, to be quite honest. While this UConn team is hot and you, you can't rule out that factor, um, this Alabama team is definitely the better team. And if we're just going stats-wise, you can't take UConn over Alabama here. So, like Alabama right there. Now, moving on to the Sweet 16, we start out with Colorado taking on Michigan. And the first one is or one seed is going to be thrown from the tournament. I like Colorado here um, against Michigan. Really, the keys for Colorado in this game to win um, force Michigan to turn the ball over. You know, if they can get some pressure on Michigan, make them throw the ball around, make some stupid mistakes. Um, they definitely have a shot here. Um, and, you know, Colorado, if done a great job shooting the ball and if they can hit some threes um in this game they can definitely definitely keep that score close um and, and maybe even you know get ahead of michigan here in michigan they're really the if they don't want to get beat in this game they gotta they gotta stay out of foul trouble um if michigan starts fouling I mean, it gets into some trouble this colorado team just nails every shot from the free throw line so um michigan's got to watch out for that but i do like the number five seeded colorado buffaloes to take care of that one uh, moving on to the second game here, we got Texas taking on Alabama. And I really like this Texas team in this matchup. You know, Texas, if they want to beat Alabama here, got to get to the free throw line. You know, this Alabama team on defense um, is very, very good. And, you know, they got to out-rebound this Alabama team, which is very possible um, for this Texas team. This Texas team plays very physical basketball. Um, so I, I don't think they'll really have any problem with that. Um, and Alabama, on the other hand, needs to force Texas to turn the ball over um, if they want to win this game. You know, I really think this comes down to the tempo. Um, as Texas is able to slow the game down, get it to the speed they want, um, play their type of basketball, I think Texas has no problem um, beating Alabama in that one. And that sets us up for an Elite Eight matchup between Colorado and Texas. Now, Texas has struggled to shoot free throws this season, and that is a big, big factor um, for this Colorado team. Honestly, that's probably why I've been on this Colorado team so much this season um, is their free throw shooting. It's just, it's just out of this world crazy, um, the difference that Colorado has there. Um, and honestly, Colorado has the better defense in this game. I really, I just really like this Colorado team. This Colorado team is just top to bottom, a very good team, a very undervalued team here at the five seed. They're good on defense. They're good shooting the ball. Um, and I don't really think, you know, meeting up with their old Big 12 counterpart here in Texas, I don't think Colorado has any problem winning this game. So you don't know if you've seen this in a, in a whole lot of brackets. Like we got in a prize because I haven't, I don't know, like I don't know that I've seen Colorado in anyone's final four. But the second team going to my final four is the Colorado Buffaloes. Now, moving on to the South region, we start out with a first round matchup here between Baylor and Hartford. Um, now, if I was going to pick any 16 seed to get an upset in this tournament, it would probably be this Hartford team. Um, but with that said, I think Baylor does a pretty easy job here 
um, rolling away with this game. So obviously like Baylor there against Hartford. Um, the second game though, this is one of the more exciting eight, nine matchups, um, on the bracket. That's for sure. Um, with number nine, Wisconsin and number eight, North Carolina. Um, and, you know, I really haven't loved this North Carolina team all that much all season. Um, Wisconsin, on the other hand, I definitely started out early in the season um, really liking this team. The problem with this Wisconsin team um, is they just they've had some late struggles here um, in the late season. But they have a lot of those losses have been to better teams. Um, and statistically, this Wisconsin team is really just the better team um, than this North Carolina one, at least in my opinion. You know, North Carolina um, um, has struggled at times. Wisconsin, on their hand, coming in 10th in Ken Palm still overall and 10th in the hot tip at rankings overall. Um, this Wisconsin team, very underrated um, as far as their, as their ranking here in the tournament goes. And if Wisconsin um, can do a good job limiting turnovers in this one, um, I think they'll have no problem here against North Carolina. So like number nine, Wisconsin over North Carolina. Um, now the next game right here we got is Villanova taking on Winthrop. Um, now Winthrop is probably everyone's favorite <laughs> 12 seed upset, I would say. Um, you know, with uh, Colin Gillespie out for Villanova, they're really... It, it, it's honestly just the easiest matchup. You know, Winthrop only one loss um, this entire season. But I think that um, Villanova obviously knows this. Jay Wright's going to have this team ready to play. Um, and this Villanova team is just a, still a very good basketball team, even without Gillespie. You know, 12th in Kim Palm right now. They're still 5th in the hot tip at rankings um, as of now. And, and I think they really... They should have no problem taking over this Winthrop team. Um, it'll probably be a semi-close scoring game, um, but I honestly, I honestly am kind of just taking this um, more for the fact that that everyone's on Winthrop, and I think you know I kind of did lean Winthrop um, at the beginning, but you know that factor um, factoring and all that. I definitely like Villanova um, to come out victorious there. Next game here in the first round um, in the South, we got Purdue taking on North Texas. Um, now, this North Texas team is definitely um, no team to, to just look over. This North Texas team um, is really good shooting the basketball from all over the court, can hit the three, um, can hit twos, can hit their free throws. Um, you know, this game really comes down to if Purdue can just control the tempo, um, not let North Texas take a hold of this game, um, they really should have no problem um, winning this one. So like Purdue to advance there. Um, the next guard, or the next game we got here, we got Texas Tech taking on 11 Utah State. Um, you know, while this Utah State team definitely got hot at the right time here to close out the Mountain West, um, to, to close out Mountain West play, um, I'm just not convinced that they're going to keep it up here in the tournament. You know, Chris Beard and this Texas Tech team is coming off. You know, they're the defending <laughs> runner-up um, right now. And while that was two years ago, and this team is a lot different than then, um, this Texas Tech team um, is really just, doing a very good job here. And I think the coaching experience definitely helps here. I um, mean, if you look at Texas Tech's top 10 losses, not top 10, they're 10 losses of the season, um, which is kind of high for a team like this. When you look at all of that, all of those teams are ranked higher than them in the bracket. You know, you got your Baylor, you got your Kansas, you got your West Virginia, you got your Oklahoma State. When you got to the Big 12, it was just that competitive. Like they have no losses from any teams um, lower than a six seed. So I think that factor alone, um, is, is just huge for this Texas Tech team. I think this Texas Tech team um, takes care of Utah State there. Next game here in the first round, we had number three, Arkansas, taken on Colgate. Um, now, at first glance, this Colgate team, 
Um, seems like a very good, very popular, very good team to maybe take the upset with. When you look at their stats, they look like they've played very well basketball, or very good basketball this year. Um, and then you realize this Colgate team has only played five opponents the entire season. Um, and two of those, they've only played in, you know, the last two weeks because of the conference tournament. Um, before that, you know, their regular season consisted of three different teams. You know, I think there was, uh, I know they played Army a couple of times, maybe, um, I don't remember who they played actually. Uh, I want to say Boston University, but I'm not sure if that's if that was accurate or not. But this Colgate team, um, they're just really not a big enough sample size to take them above this Arkansas team. And this Arkansas team, um, is a very good basketball team. Will Muschamp's got this going. The must bus all aboard the must bus. Um, well, I do. I could. I I will not be shocked if Colgate um gets the upset here at all. I just don't think that we know enough about this Colgate team to be taking a 14 over a three. So. Taking Arkansas to advance in that one. Um, moving down, though, we got a slight upset here with Virginia Tech taking on Florida. Like Virginia Tech, number 10 here over Florida. Um, both these teams are really the definition of middle of the road. You know, all of the 7-10 matchups in this tournament kind of suck. They just all kind of bore me, and I don't really care about either of the teams in any one. Um, but the Virginia Tech team has done a very good job getting to the line, um, getting in positions to hit free throws. Um, and they've also done a good job limiting their opponents to threes. Um, and, and really, honestly, I just think this is going to be a very boring game. Um, I give this light edge here to Virginia Tech um, just because of some of their competition, some of the stuff they've, some of their play, I think is a little bit um, better than Florida's here. So like Virginia Tech to advance there. The final game um, in the South first round here, we got Ohio State taking on Oral Roberts. And uh, Oral Roberts, don't have much to say about them, I guess. Congrats on winning the Summit League um, and have a fun trip back to Oklahoma because I this, this Ohio State team, um, honestly, if I had to pick one team out of the Big Ten that I like the most, it would probably be this Ohio State team. So um, Ohio State takes care of Oral Roberts pretty easily in that one. Now, moving on to the second round here in the South, we start out with a one versus nine matchup between Baylor and Wisconsin. Um, and while Baylor's been a little bit of, uh, a little rusty here off their COVID break with you know some losses to KU um, and in the Big 12 tournament there, um, this this Wisconsin team is like the definition of choking against good teams in big games. Um, and this is the biggest game they're going to have all season. Um, Wisconsin really just needs to hit threes in order to get win this game. Um, and they got to make sure Baylor is missing their threes. If they can outshoot um, Baylor from beyond the arc, they have a shot in this game. Um, but if they can't do that, I think Baylor kind of runs away with this one. Um, and, and it's really not much of a game. So obviously I like Baylor here to continue their run. Uh, the next game we got, we got a 4-5 matchup between Purdue and Villanova. Um, and obviously Connor Gillespie is going to be out for Nova. And I think this is the point where it catches up to him. This Purdue team um, is a very good team. The only team playing out of the state of Indiana um, only team with sort of a home <laughs> court advantage, not really, but I guess kind of. Um, and both these teams are very low scoring teams. Um, you don't get high scoring games with these. Um, and this is honestly one of the harder matchups um, to pick in the entire tournament. You know, I went back and forth um, many times between Purdue and Villanova here, but ultimately I settled on Purdue. Um, I think they have edge past Villanova here um, and head to the Sweet 16. The next game here in the second round we got, we got Arkansas takes in on Texas Tech. Um, and I am all aboard the must bus going into this one. It's hard, um, you know, it's hard. It's going to be hard for um, Arkansas to get good shots here against Texas Tech. Texas Tech's defense just does a great job um, defending, you know, defending their opponents like that. And But this Arkansas defense, on the other hand, also very good on defense. 
I think the biggest key um, for this Arkansas team is going to be the second chance buckets. And they're going to have to pull down some offensive rebounds um, and get the ball back up. Um, I think that's going to be the key here for Arkansas um, to beat this Texas Tech team. And the final game we got here in the South in the second round, got Ohio State taking on Virginia Tech. Um, and I think this comes down to basically how many points will Virginia Tech score. Um, if Virginia Tech can just keep racking up points, keep up with Ohio State, um, they might have a shot in this game. You know, they need to hit their free throws um, whenever they get the chance here because they're not, not going to have a ton of opportunities. Um, and they got to take advantage of every Ohio State turnover. Every little mistake Ohio State makes, Virginia Tech's going to have to have to take advantage of that if they have any chance here. But um, like number two, Ohio State to advance to the Sweet 16. Um, and this is the chalkiest region um, that we have all about it, have in all of it. So moving on to the Sweet 16, um, got the one through four seeds here, which I, I don't love to see. But um, in this region, it kind of just felt like that. Baylor versus number four, Purdue. Um, Baylor's done a great job moving the basketball this season. They've also done a good job shooting three. Um, you know, the basically the best three-point shooting team in the country for this Baylor team. Um, and, and Purdue, on the other hand, they have to defend defend their threes um, that, that Baylor attempts here if they have any shot of winning the game. I think this is um, basically the biggest key for this. Baylor's got to hit their threes. Purdue's got to got to do a good job um, defending those if they have any shot of winning this. But um, I do like this Baylor team to continue their role um, and then the next game here, Ohio State taking on Arkansas. Um, you know, Ohio State lets you move the ball, um, lets you get those fouls, create some fouls. Um, but Arkansas, you know, if they want to win this one, it's another one that's going to have to be a very high scoring game um, in order for them to win. They're going to have to hit a lot of shots, have to hit a lot of threes um, if they want to keep up with Ohio State here. Um, you know, they have to beat them to beat this Ohio State team. Um, Arkansas has to play great defense if they want to win this game. Um, no question about it. But I really like this Ohio State team here. Um, I, I think Arkansas is going to struggle with that. I think Ar uh, Ohio State is going to have the slight advantage there. So like Ohio State to match up with Baylor in the Elite Eight. And speaking of the Elite Eight, um, I think Baylor comes out victorious here in this Elite Eight matchup. Um, you know, this is going to be the hardest matchup yet for Baylor, obviously, playing the, the one that when the one and two seed plays. This is generally, generally the hardest matchup they've had of the tournament. Um, and if Ohio State wants to win this game, they got to beat Baylor's defense. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think Baylor takes care of business here. Um, and I think Baylor adds to Gonzaga and Colorado in our final four. Now we move on to the Midwest region. We start out um, with Illinois taking on Drexel in the 116 matchup. Um, and this Drexel team, I mean, if we want to do any breaking down, this Drexel team is terrible on defense look at some of their defensive stats um i'm surprised Drexel even made it this far um to be quite honest i think it's a pretty easy win for illinois and i honestly don't think we got to talk much more about that so <laughs> moving on uh to the second game we got the eight seed loyola chicago taking on georgia tech and i really wish these teams were not playing in this spot this loyola chicago team got absolutely screwed getting an eight seed they don't deserve to be there they deserve a higher seed you know this loyola chicago team is the ninth overall team in the ken palm rankings the only eight teams above them in the ken palm rankings are all the one seeds and all the two seeds in this tournament now i don't know that loyola chicago should be a three seed but loyola chicago deserves a five or a six or a seven they deserve to be above an eight they deserve to not have to play the number one seed um, in the second round, but this Georgia Tech team can't it's not an easy win for Loyola Chicago anyway You know this Georgia Tech team coming off their ACC tournament win um, This Georgia Tech team was just a fun team to watch all season 
Um, but I think as long as Loyola um, makes their shots, as long as Loyola um, controls this basketball game um, and doesn't turn the ball over a lot, I think they, they cruise pretty easily So this one. So like Loyola Chicago there um, to move on. The next game we got, this one This one was hard not to take an upset. We got number five Tennessee playing Oregon State. Uh, now, I really, while I really do want to take Oregon State here, I just think the magic is running out for Oregon State. I don't, I, I don't know if they're going to win this game. Um, they got to make a lot of threes if they want to win this game, if they want to keep up with Tennessee. And Tennessee, you know, one of the better defenses in the country. Couldn't be hard to shoot the ball against. Um, and, and Tennessee needs a lot of second chance um, shots here if they want if they want to win. You know, they got to make their free throws, got to get those rebounds. Gotta make opportunities for Tennessee to win this game, but I think Tennessee can do a good shot or can do a good job of doing that. Um, and I think this game really comes down to which team is you know does a better job shooting those free throws, getting to the line, um, scoring points when it counts. But ultimately, I do believe Tennessee probably comes away victorious in that one. Um, second game we got here, we got number four Oklahoma State taking on Liberty. Now Liberty is a very slow paced team. Um, you know, they, they pass the ball around the outside, you know, just, just basically looking for, for an opening to take a three. Um, and that basically leads to, you know, no offensive rebounding. If they miss the shot, they're just basically going back on defense because their, their outside game is so valuable. So if Oklahoma State can just guard the three here, um, it basically shuts down all of Liberty's game. You know, Liberty not good at those second chance opportunities. Um, and honestly, as long as Oklahoma State, um, doesn't get into foul trouble in this one, I really don't think they have any problem um, getting over Liberty here. So like number four, Oklahoma State to win that game. Um, now the next game on the card here, we got another upset. We got Syracuse over number six, San Diego State. Um, and this is a very even matchup. One of the more even matchups um, I think you're ever going to see from an 11-6 matchup. That's for sure. Um, but the San Diego State team, um, while they have played good basketball this season when when they have games against good opponents um they have struggled they haven't necessarily lost all of those games um but they have struggled to put some points up um in those and you know Syracuse on the other hand um if they want to win this game basically just got to hit their free throws they that's that's kind of the key for the Syracuse team um San Diego State on their hand if they want to try and win this game got to hit threes and I think Syracuse is going to do a better job defending the threes um, and I think San Diego State could get into some little bit of foul trouble here. So like Syracuse um, to move on from that game. Um, now, the next game on the card <clears throat> is another matchup that I wasn't I wish wasn't uh, happening how it is. Uh, number three, West Virginia taking on number 14, Moorhead State. Um, now, I really like this Moorhead State team watching them in the Ohio Valley um, Conference. Very good team. Um, and, and really, if they want to try and win this game, they can't turn the ball over much. Um, that's kind of kind of the biggest thing for them. Um, and West Virginia, you know, Morehead State not great at defending the three. Um, so honestly, the key for West Virginia here is just abuse the three, just shoot the three um, all day. And West Virginia is also a very good rebounding team. So I think they should have no trouble um, getting those second chance points, um, pulling it down on the defensive board, taking those possessions away from Morehead State. So like West Virginia there to advance. Um, moving down here, we got number 10 Rutgers taking on number seven Clemson. Um, now these are two of the slower defensive teams, um, two, two, two very similar teams matching up here. Um, but again, both these teams are pretty average. All the seven, 10 matchups kind of stink. Um, to be quite honest, I'm not super excited about any of them. Um, but Rutgers has done a pretty good job shooting free throws this year. And I think that's kind of where it comes down to, um, in this one, I think Clemson is going to struggle, um, late in the game to try and get some of those points. I think the free throws, um, are going to help Rutgers out here. And I think Rutgers is going to win that game. Um, and the final game here in the first round of the tournament, we got Houston taking on Cleveland State. Um, and, and Houston is a very good rebounding basketball team. 
Um, and all they got to basically do here um, is limit Cleveland State. You know, Cleveland State, if Cleveland State wants to, to do anything here, they got to limit um, Houston's second chance shots. I don't know that Cleveland State um, has much of a shot here, um, but that's what they got to do. But like Houston here um, to advance to the second round. Now, moving on to this second round. So where it gets interesting. Now, if you see what just popped up on the screen, yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> Illinois losing to number eight Loyola Chicago. Now, <laughs> before you go crazy and say, oh, my bracket is immediately because I got Loyola Chicago winning. This Loyola Chicago team is really good. This Loyola Chicago team can beat anyone in the country, including a one-seeded Illinois team. I don't think Illinois is going to be making it to the Sweet 16 um, this season. This Loyola Chicago team... Like I said before, they're ninth in Ken Palm, um, and they're an eight seed in the tournament. I don't understand how that works out. Um, Loyola Chicago is just a very good at shooting. They shoot the ball from three extremely, extremely well. Um, they also do a good job limiting fouls against this Illinois team. Um, and I think one factor that's kind of going overlooked here, you know, um, being in the same state, Illinois, you know, you, you see that, you know, with certain big teams not wanting to schedule the smaller teams in, the, in their state. Um, and that's kind of how it's been for Illinois. You know, Illinois... Um, won't schedule Loyola Chicago um, to play them, and here, here they're going to match up. Um, it's perfect for them, and I really think Loyola Chicago, you know, a lot of those Loyola Chicago recruits um, are, are definitely guys who were looked over um, by Illinois, and I think that it, a lot of this is, is kind of revenge in that aspect, you know. Um, so I like Loyola Chicago here um, to knock off number one Illinois. Now moving down here in the second round, uh, next game we got we got Oklahoma State taking on Tennessee. Um, this is honestly one of the easier <laughs> one of the easier games um, on the card. I don't like this Tennessee team at all. Um, honestly, kind of wish I would have took them out in the first round, but I just don't think that Oregon State team is good enough. Um, this Oklahoma State team on the other end is good enough, um, and I don't think Oklahoma State should have any trouble um, forcing turnovers here. I, I think that. Um, is really really the key to Oklahoma State winning this game. Um, you know, and if Tennessee can out rebound and you know outshoot the free throws, um, they definitely could win this game. But I just don't see that happening. So, um, like Oklahoma State over Tennessee in that one. Um, moving down, we got West Virginia taking on Syracuse. Now, West Virginia, West Virginia would definitely rather see Syracuse in this matchup than San Diego State. Definitely um, an easier matchup for their style of basketball. Um, and if Syracuse wants to win this game, they got to get to the free throw line. And I think they're going to have a very hard time doing that. Um, West Virginia is a very good rebound, offensive rebounding team. Very good um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and they do a great job shooting the ball from beyond the arc, which I think is going to be the key here for this West Virginia team. So, like West Virginia to advance there. Um, in the final game we got, we got Houston taking on Rutgers. Um, and honestly, I just don't think this Rutgers team is that good. Um, if they have any chance, they're going to have to limit second chance opportunities for for Houston. That that could be a key to them. Um, but Houston is great off the offensive glass, and, and that's going to be a huge advantage for them. Um, the only way Rutgers can really win this game is to score a lot of points. So I think Houston cruises to the Sweet 16 um, with pretty much relative ease. But speaking of the Sweet 16, and you probably just saw it again. <laughs> I got Loyola Chicago beating Oklahoma State. Now, I might be getting a little bit crazy here. And I, I while I don't know that Loyola Chicago um, is going to make the run again, they definitely are probably going to be a team that a lot of people um, look at to make that run again. Um, I don't know how it's going to all work out. But I don't know. I don't trust. I don't. This Oklahoma State team. I just don't love this Oklahoma State team. Um, Oklahoma State, I feel like, is, is a team that. If any team they don't want to see, it is Loyola Chicago. You know, Loyola Chicago does a very, very good job um, shooting the basketball. Oklahoma State, 
Um, you know, if they want to win this game, they can't turn the ball over. And that's kind of something that they've struggled in. There's something that Loyola Chicago does a great job um, of doing is forcing those turnovers. Um, and like I've been saying for the last, like, <laughs> three rounds for this Loyola Chicago team, this Loyola Chicago team is just straight up underrated. This Loyola Chicago team is a very good basketball team. I will die on this Loyola Chicago team. Um, taking an eight seed to the Elite Eight, not the smartest of moves, especially when it's, you know, going through a one seed like Illinois. But I like this Loyola Chicago team, so I'm sticking by it. Loyola Chicago over Oklahoma State in that one. Um, the second game here in the South for the Elite Eight, final Elite Eight game. Or sorry, final Sweet 16 game. Got West Virginia taking on Houston. Now, Houston's got to get to the free throw line um, in this one if they want to have a chance. West Virginia is a very good free throw to shooting team. Um, so they definitely have the advantage there. You know, Houston's got to hit some of those shots um, if they want to keep this close. And I think West Virginia, um, really the key to West Virginia winning this game is just limiting those second chance opportunities for Houston. And West Virginia does a great job rebounding the basketball, um, especially off the offensive glass. Um, in this game, in, in the defensive glass, you know, uh, away from Houston there. So I think West Virginia is going to have the edge um, there in that one. So moving on to the Elite Eight matchup between West Virginia and Loyola Chicago. But you can guess the result of this one. Well, if you said West Virginia, you're right. That Loyola Chicago's road ends at the Elite Eight, not taking them back to the Final Four. Um, maybe I should have, but I, I've just honestly, this West Virginia team... You know, it's probably not the best thing to do, but this West Virginia team was almost an automatic <laughs> bid to my to my Final Four since I don't even know when in the season, weeks and months ago, uh, this West Virginia team, unless they just did something absolutely stupid, we're, we're making my Final Four. And they had a pretty good road here. Um, you know, they got to get through Houston, obviously, um, and then whoever comes out of the top here. Um, but if it's Loyola Chicago, like I think it'll be, I don't think they'll have any problem um, really, the winner of this game um, between West Virginia and Loyola Chicago is the winner of the turnover battle. Um, and I think Loyola Chicago does a good job, or not a great job. They, Loyola Chicago struggles um, in that area a little bit, at least compared to West Virginia. Um, and if Loyola Chicago wants to beat this West Virginia, they're going to have to slow them down. And I just don't know that they're they're capable of doing that after after some of their other games here. So, like West Virginia to be the final team advancing to the final four we got a gonzaga colorado baylor west virginia final four um which actually <laughs> looking at it i think will be one of the more exciting final fours starting over on the left with gonzaga taking on colorado while i do love this colorado team this is the end of the road for this colorado team this gonzaga team this Kentucky team is the number one team in the country for a reason. They are just so good at basketball. They can make shots from anywhere on the court. Um, you know, they can they can really do whatever. You know, Colorado has really struggled um, to hit some inside shots. The twos is really where Colorado has struggled. Um, and, and Gonzaga, they just play fast. And I, I don't know that Colorado is going to be able to keep up. That's not exactly Colorado's. Um, style of play as much and if Gonzaga can just stay out of foul trouble not send Colorado to the free throw line um, I really don't know that Colorado um, has a whole lot of shot here against Gonzaga I think Gonzaga um, pretty well rolls over Colorado and heads to the national championship and on the other side of the bracket Baylor taking on West Virginia um, these teams actually only met once in the regular season because of um, Baylor having um, some issues there um, but Baylor did win in that first matchup. Granted, it was an OT. It was a very close game. Um, and I think Vic Baylor is probably going to come out victorious again in here in this one. Um, Baylor is, you know, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, um, if not the best. You know, they're shooting like over 40% pretty much for the whole season here. Um, and they've just done a very good job rebounding the ball, too. They can make possessions um, anywhere on the court. You know, you never know. They, I mean, they can come down with any any basketball. 
And while I would give West Virginia here the slight edge um, as far as free throw shooting, I don't know that it's enough um, to propel them across here. This is going to be a very close game. Um, honestly, it was, it was it was definitely a toss-up between which one of these teams I want to take because this Baylor team, um, I'm really counting on this Baylor team to get back to their you know pre-COVID form um, for this tournament. Hopefully... Hopefully we see that here. Um, hopefully we, you know, with a 16 warm up and kind of, kind of get on a decent schedule um, to warm up their way um, into this game. But I do like Baylor to advance to the national championship game against Gonzaga, um, which sets up a Gonzaga Baylor national championship. And if you see that bracket over there, my 2021 college basketball national champion is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, Nothing changed from preseason. If you go back and listen um, to the college basketball preview show recorded, you know, on the Tuesday before the season started back in November, I said that the Gonzaga Bulldogs were going to win the national championship and nothing changed. This Gonzaga team stayed undefeated. If I, if I would have changed my, this Gonzaga team is the only team in the country that went undefeated. And I, if I changed my pick now, it would make absolutely no sense. I said they were the national champion. They won every game. How can I not keep them as the national champion? And they're just straight up the best team in the country. They shoot the ball better than anyone in the country. I really wish we would have seen this Gonzaga-Baylor matchup before. Um, it would give us a little bit better idea of what we might expect in this game. Um, but I think Gonzaga rolls this game pretty easily. You know, Baylor has struggled to shoot the free throw this year. And that's something Gonzaga has done very well. Um, and, and while Baylor is a better offensive rebounding team and just rebounding team in general, Baylor can, you know, just rebound the heck out of the basketball. Um, I don't know that's going to be too much to slow down this Gonzaga team. Um, now, this game is obviously going to be a very close game. I'm not expecting a, you know, 20-point blowout. I also wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Um, but I think I think Gonzaga um, takes care of business. And Gonzaga is your 2021 college basketball national champion and that about wraps it up for today's show um hope you liked it hope you got some insight for your bracket um no it's quite a long one today so um definitely check out um tomorrow we'll have some nit picks um um, coming up for Wednesday's slate as well as moving into the tournament have picks for all the rounds um, coming up here in the weeks so also go head over to the website though um, you can check out horse raising picks NBA NHL picks until March Madness gets going here also obviously college basketball picks will be up on the website um, from the computer model here once we get started um, as always the full results up on the website for all the picks given out here and all the computer picks um, make sure to follow me on bet stamp so you don't miss out on any any early lines I get for the college basketball all the bets that I'll be making for March Madness will be tracked up on bet stamp at hot tip bets Chris um, also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hot tip bets Chris and follow the hot tip bets main account on Twitter Instagram Facebook um, make sure you watch the short videos on TikTok. Um, definitely helps out there on TikTok. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you're in, who's in your final four, who you got as your national champion. Um, I'll definitely take a look at that. So thanks for listening to my bracket pro uh, preview. Hope you liked it. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.